Welcome to B.O. Boys for January 11th. It's a Monday. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Pat, two, 2021. Mm-hmm. What we had it? We had our year in review episode. We had our looking forward episode. Now we're back to the grind of weekend box office. Yeah, we're back to the here and the now. You know, there's no more looking back. There's no more looking forward. There's only looking up or looking down at this point. We are on the the uh, uh, the x-axis, right? Is that the x-axis that we're on? I think you can look to the side on it, right? You can look to the side, too. Yeah. Well, no, we're not. Well, either way, we're we're here. This is it. This this is the time. Yeah. This is the time. So, well, uh, talk about looking down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another drop by Wonder Woman 1984 made three million dollars, even. So we know that this is also a fudged number because it, we didn't get this number until pretty much last night, and it's three million even. Nothing's ever even. Right. In box office down 45.5%, 32.6 million dollar cum. We have no theater count for this. We have no change in theater count. We also, if we want to jump into this a little bit later or talk about it now, we have no news on how Wonder Woman 1984 did on HBO Max either. We have, we have no official press release that says you know, 60 million people have viewed Wonder Woman, uh, 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 you know, 40 times each. Something like that. Something like Netflix would give us for when Extraction debuts on its service. You know, Extraction comes out and three days later, there is a giant Extraction uh, press release that's giving you this amazing minute viewed count. We're not getting anything like that for Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, you could, they could, Netflix could tell us how many times people scrubbed back and forth during certain action scenes, replaying them, stuff like that during extraction. But we're getting no, we added this many subscribers. We're getting no, yeah, they watched, most people watch this for 45 minutes or whatever. They can do it so minutely to the, to the little slivers and we're getting nothing. So this is not good for Warner Brothers. So this is a lie. You know, we're, we're Three here million calling is a out lie. a lie. Yeah. Three million. Why would they give a number that is such an obvious lie rather than just saying, you know, 3202048 dollars Something like that. That looks like a real number. If they did what three million and one dollar, I would yes. say, "Oh, that's weird," but I buy it. Yes. Yes. What ha- what happened here? Where was the breakdown in their uh, uh, business department, or or more their publicity department, that would allow such a shoddy, obviously fake number to come out? 
Yeah, it's it's well, so we had a little if anybody listened to last week's episode, uh, which a lot of people did cuz we're looking I'm looking at those numbers and and those numbers are blowing up right now. Those numbers Jeff, are they're big and they're Jeff, real. Yep. Jeff and Carrie from Exhibitor Relations Co. They are blowing up the podcasting charts. So good on them. So yeah, everyone heard that episode. They brought the numbers, which was great. So um, speaking of the numbers, I'm looking at the numbers now. And the numbers seems to have a theater count, which is two two thousand two hundred eighteen, and it added sixty seven theaters. Per screen average was about um, thirteen hundred dollars. So mm. we're getting we're getting some stats there, but still that three hundred. I mean, sorry, that three million dollar number is a fallacy. Has to be has to be or else it is you know this is this is a a meteor striking earth landing exactly on a million dollar number for the weekend is something that is never going to happen and when it does happen we should all pack it up and call it a day because it's so rare and and so devastating we had a fake Sonic the Hedgehog number last weekend. Yes. That was in the three millions. But they at least had the courtesy to make it not three million even. They 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 you know did whatever they did to get that number, but they made sure it wasn't an even number. They made sure it didn't seem sticking out like a weird green thumb yeah, or let's, blue thumb in Sonic's case. Let's talk about that because, yeah, last weekend we had uh, just I'm just going back to see what they put on this. I'm looking for last weekend's count and I'm not seeing Sonic now. Sonic is nowhere on this chart for Box Office Mojo, a movie that supposedly made three million plus last weekend is not even on the charts now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So something something's up with that number. Unless Sonic made three million so fast that he was such a blip, and then he just disappeared. That is, yeah, that is very Sonic-like to make such a big impact and then to be disappearing without a trace. So there, I tried to look. Nothing. Numbers didn't say anything. Box Office Mojo didn't say anything because Crudes is number two on both charts at this right. point. So, so we are we are just seeing a lot of irregularities right now. You know, I mean, it's it's been like that since the pandemic started, but there's something about this year where. It's it's really starting to go to hell in a handbasket with these box office tracking sites. We're seeing a hands thrown up in the air situation here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because right now Wonder Woman opened to Bafabobo, but it bombed, which yeah. is crazy, right? Because it's not going to reach Tenant's number. It's not. So right now, Wonder Woman is has total uh total uh domestic gross is thirty two point six million. Yeah. And it seems like it's gonna end up topping out under forty million. 
Yes. Which is Tenet ended up in the 50 million range, right? Tenet mm-hmm. got up to 50 million. The thing is, like we talked about when Wonder Woman opened, Tenet opened to a much better box office climate than Wonder Woman is opening. Yes. You know, Tenet came out when the pandemic was not quite as bad as it is now, that sort of end of summer, you know, bright spot. Theaters were all open as opposed to now theaters just continuously close week to week. And you had better better weather at that point. I mean, there was so much more in Tenet's favor. And you had that first wave of maybe theaters are back. There was some enthusiasm. Whereas now there's nothing but doom and gloom around going to a movie theater. So it's hard to say Wonder Woman bombed in comparison to Tenet. It's still, I think was obviously more well there was more enthusiasm for wonder woman in in its climate i think yeah i I just i just worry as the bo boys Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and numbers guys right that we're going to go back to those bad old days of the early pandemic when we aren't getting any information because there's no reason for Warner Brothers to share any more information about Wonder Woman. Like, next weekend, what are they going to even do? I, I doubt, like, they might not even give us numbers. At this point, I mean, I guess it's interesting because Warner Brothers ends up, you know, it is a part of a publicly traded conglomerate, right? I mean, in the end, Wonder Woman, Warner Brothers can't give out completely fake numbers, you know, say for entertainment purposes. They can't just say next weekend, Wonder Woman grossed $40 million at the box office. Yeah. They can't give fake numbers, although this seems fake, but they they can just not give numbers if they don't want to. They could just not give numbers. Um, It's it's possible that that... uh, it, It seems like... They're going to just give out rounded numbers. You know? Which, are but, they rounding up? Are they rounding down? They Well, they're rounding they up. Would never they never round, round down. down. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this Wonder Woman theatrical release has, and this will play into the big news, you know, the news items that we're going to talk to later, has definitely showed these studios that movies still cannot succeed right now in theaters. They can't succeed at the level of a movie that Wonder Woman wants them to succeed at. Yeah. You know, because I think even though Wonder Woman 1984, you know, for the most part, most people would agree was not a good movie. It's it's probably the best case scenario of a movie now that would have done well. If any movie could do well right now. Yeah. You know, it's a sequel to a beloved movie. Well, what what is even... Yeah, so let's rip through this five real Let's fast. rip through it, yeah. Because there's so much to unpack with all this Warner Brothers stuff. So, mm-hmm. number two, The Crude's A New Age... Made 1.8 million down only 18.6%. Added some theaters, taking some of them Wonder Woman theaters back. Mm-hmm. 
$8 million cube. I mean, this is a success by any stretch. I know it only made a little bit more than Wonder Woman, but the rollout, the uh, timing, everything, this movie, I think, is a success. Because it's Wonder Woman was supposed to be an ultra blockbuster, right? and the Croods was a huge hit, but it was never going to make Wonder Woman numbers. Right. And in the end, I mean, I know Wonder Woman was also available on HBO at the same time, but Croods and Wonder Woman are going to make about the same amount in their theatrical runs. Mm-hmm. You know, like Wonder Woman is going to top out probably at around 40 and Croods might get to 40. I mean, yeah, they, they could end up making around the same amount of money, which is a big win for Croods because if, if there was no pandemic, and Crude's New Age made as much money as Wonder Woman 1984, it would have been a uh, a news item that would have tilted the earth on its axis. Oh, that's headlines. That's head. Yeah. That's that's headlines in every major newspaper. Yes. Uh, yeah. So let's go to three real fast. Three news of the world. One point mm-hmm. two million dollars down. 26.9% added theaters, taking some of the Wonder Woman theaters. Mm-hmm. $7 million cube. Now, this is a movie that's, you know, didn't open big, but it's holding. Mm-hmm. And so the dads are trickling out. The dads are trickling out to see it. This is a movie that comes to PVOD this Friday, which I believe is the wow. 15th. This Friday is the... Uh, 15th, yes. 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 So this movie's going to come to PVOD. I'm, and we're not the Streamo boys. No. But I think this is going to do Bafo Streamo. Definitely. Bafo Streamo, because I currently live with uh, a group of people that this is dad nip for them. Mm-hmm. 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 And. You live with, you live with uh, two boomers. Yeah. And this is, they're like, you need to rent this for us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You need to rent this for us. You need to figure out how to rent this for us so we can watch it. So that is, okay. That's huge. That's huge. And this is something that might really be in the favor of News of the World, which of course is the Tom Hanks, uh, uh, you know, Oscar play movie that. Right now in the pandemic, we have a phenomenon of a lot of young adults have moved back home, uh-huh. you know, have moved back with parents. Um, not quite your situation, but you you've you've moved in in with some boomers temporarily. Yes. And that's happening a lot. And there might have been a situation where a movie like this goes to VOD and the boomers wanted it. The dads wanted to see Tom Hanks, but they couldn't quite figure it out. Yes. You know, like there's one thing, you know, maybe if they have cable and all they have to do is hit the the enter button on their cable when they see Tom Hanks's face, maybe they could pull that off. But when we're talking now, iTunes, Voodoo, Google Play, Fandango Now, a boomer is going to be helpless 
in terms of getting figuring out how to order those those movies mm-hmm. on their Apple TV, on their Roku's. It's you, you might as well be speaking um, a Martian language to them. Their Amazon Fire Stick. Oh, it, and they would throw their hands up and they would say, I guess I'm not seeing that Tom Hanks movie. I'm going to bed. And they would angrily go to bed. That would have been the, the situation. But now you've got so many Gen Xers and millennials and young adults who are in these homes with those boomers. And yeah. they, like you, are going to be able to do this weekend. They're going to be able to figure out the Google Play, the Vudu, the iTunes. And they'll be able to order News of the World for these boomers, for these dads. That, I mean, I think that's a huge, huge reason why this movie is going to clean up on VOD. There's a built-in IT force for parents that there wasn't mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to describe how to do this over FaceTime. Yes. Yes. T- to be physically there to do it. And I think this is, I think, if, you know... uh Universal, mm-hmm. were smart. They would run an ad yes. starting. They should have already started with this, but do it now because it's mm-hmm. only Monday and you can get this ad up. It's just a voiceover. Right. Just at the end of the ad for News of the World, say, help your parents watch it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Help your parents find it this weekend. Right. right. Right there. That's great because then a parent will be like, oh, I can... I can ask my my kid to do this. Not that they wouldn't anyway, but there might be some shy parents. There might right. be some parents that don't want to push it because, you know, their their kid is staying with them for a little while. They don't want to push them away. They don't want right. the kid to just get a, get off in a huff and be like, figure it out yourself, blah, 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 whatever. Right, I right. Doubt, they, don't I, want, I, they don't want to push them back towards the city, towards the metropolis area where the, the pandemic is raging out of control. These parents want to keep their kids in the house with them. Which in their mind is now 70s era. Like when people think of New York now, they think it's the Warriors again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So these parents don't want to overplay their hand, you know, and ask their kids to to order News of the World on Voodoo because they think that might be enough to send their child back to the uh, pandemic ravaged uh, city center. But if that ad says... Mm-hmm. is aimed at the kids, then the yes. kids will, and they're sitting there watching it with their parents, they're going to feel some guilt and be like, I, you know, I'll help my parents do this. It's the least I can do. And they love right. Tom Hanks. They want to make sure, they should actually have Tom Hanks say it. I mean, that's the that's the ideal situation is, is Tom Hanks cuts it, and he could do this on his phone, huh? Huh? He he hosted an SNL over his phone last year, huh? Yeah. So Tom Hanks, he cuts a promo on his phone where he's basically telling the kids, it's time to do your part. Do your part. You know, this is a, a worldwide pandemic. Your parents have done their part. You know, they're, they've taken you back into the home. They're cooking most of the meals, let's be honest. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they're doing the laundry. I mean, you know that that's a fact. The, the kids are not doing the laundry. The parents, the boomers, they're doing the laundry. And now it's time to do your part by ordering News of the World for your parents 
on Fandango now. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of impact. That's the kind of ad spend that these mm-hmm. companies need to do. We know Universal will do it. Universal did it for the Crudes of New Age. They yep. they they put the ad spend out there. I do think News of the World, they have really been pushing it during the playoffs. I've seen a lot of commercials for it. It's obviously out there. There's a lot of parents talking about mm-hmm. needing help to find it. Yep. And yeah, if if they if they did that promo, I think it would be like higher uh, a higher ranking here when it comes to the uh, Streamo box office, but I do think it's still going to do Buffa Streamo no matter yes. what. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think that even without the ad, there will be enough parents who have a good relationship with their kids that are living at home with them right now that they'll be able to ask, even if Tom Hanks isn't there urging them on. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think there are a lot of parents and kids who have that kind of relationship that the parent feels comfortable asking their child to set them up with a voodoo account and order news of the world. You know, not every not every uh, uh, parent child relationship is in that good of a place, but I, you gotta you gotta hope that enough are. Yeah, and and here's the thing: if you are not if you don't have that relationship, if you and your parents can't communicate that way, where you set mm-hmm. up a voodoo account or figure the, out the sling box for them, mm-hmm. you need to sit down and talk and you need to look at yourself yes. or they need to look at themselves and they need to build that bridge because yes. this yes. is a time when families need to come together. Yep. And if not now, when... So if you if you're sitting here listening to this and you're being like, God, I hope my parents don't ask me to fucking go go and uh, figure out their Apple, their iTunes, mm-hmm, their Apple mm-hmm. TV for them. You got to look inside yourself and be like, why are you so angry? Why are you? Right. Why do you feel that way? Why do you want to neglect your parents and not allow them to enjoy Tom Hanks? One of the only things they can enjoy in this gray world. Right. They're sitting there right. when their twilight years, not being able to go. Uh, travel or go to vineyards or whatever they do. Right. Right. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, they don't have cruises this year. There is your parents are not getting on a carnival cruise. They're not going to get, uh, uh, you know, 10 days straight of all you could eat breakfast buffets. That's not happening for your parents. The thing that is happening for them is news of the world starring Tom Hanks is premiering on VOD this weekend and you might be the only person who's able to let them experience that. Yeah. It's a big, big moment for the younger generation, especially the ones who are living at home in the pandemic with their parents. This is this is your time to shine. Every generation has that time. You know, it- Tom Hanks has done... A lot of documentaries about the World War II generation when they stepped up, when they, you know, they went overseas and they fought Hitler. That was their time. And I think for the 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 generation now that's in their 20s, in their early 30s, this is your time. Yeah, and the boomers created this fissure with mm-hmm. their parents in the 60s and 70s. Yep. They created that where 
don't trust anybody over 30, man, and counterculture, right. all those things. Right, right. And now you have an opportunity as a Gen Z, a millennial, even a young Gen Xer, mm-hmm. to forgive them that. And I know this is hard. Listen, this is hard. Nobody wants to be the bigger person here because people are really, there's a lot of boomer hate. Mm-hmm. But you could be the better generation mm-hmm. and think, let's heal this fissure. Let's hear this, heal this fissure with a Voodoo account, with a Fandango Now login, with a Slingbox. Mm-hmm. All those things. You could be the better generations. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is your time. Uh, I just hope, you know, I hope that a, that Universal releases Streamo numbers next week. And then I pray to God. I pray to, and everyone should pray to whatever God above you think is there or pray to whatever symbol you believe in, whatever uh, idol you believe in. Pray to that, that those News of the World streaming numbers are through the roof. Because if they are, that means that this generation has stepped up, that this generation has has helped their parents figure out how to order movies on Vudu, Fandango Now, Google Play, that they have left their mark and done their part. Yes. So let's we're ripping through this. Let's go to number four, Monster Hunter. One point mm-hmm. one million dollars, down only twelve point five. This movie made is made seven point eight. Now this was it's holding on. And I know I keep saying that with all these movies and there's not mm-hmm. really much coming out and there's not really anything coming down the pipeline, but this is a movie that it, it could have dropped pretty low cause it didn't seem to be much interest in this, but I think it could be a word of mouth situation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of buzz about this movie where it's very fun. I think the Paul W Anderson movies have come around in culture where they used to be looked at as crappy and crass and now they're kind of enjoyed for what they are, which is crappy and, and crass. I don't want to say right. crappy, but um, campy, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, he's becoming, and, and you know, this pair of Mila Jovovich and Paul W.S. Anderson, they're becoming elder statesmen. Yes, yes. You know, so they're getting, they, they're, you know, we've been talking about generations on this episode, but there are starting to be multiple age levels that, are aware of them that have been along for the ride on these B video game adaptation movies that they make, you know, so there's a bigger pool. I mean, and the other thing that we talked about is I think when this movie first came out, there were some big video games that had just dropped and you may just have a situation where a lot of those gamers who are fans of Mila Jovovich movies they may have beaten those games and now, you know, they take the headset off, take the the visors off, whatever, you know, the power gloves off. And they may have went to the movie theater this weekend. And there was a big video game called Cyberpunk 2077, I believe, that okay. had so many glitches that they didn't recall it. But mm-hmm. there was mass refunds. People were returning it to left and right. Wow. So that could have been something where people had that game, were psyched for it, started playing it. It glitched out. And wow. then they returned it and went, you know what? I'm going to Monster Hunter. Fuck right. this. 
I got a little cash in my pocket for the first time in a long time. Let's go, let's go see a movie. Yeah, that is very, very likely. You know, you had a bunch of gamers who, for probably just a brief moment, I'm sure they're gaming again, but for a brief moment, they lost some faith in gaming. They wanted something, I guess, more retro than gaming. You know, they they were like this this maybe this isn't the wave of the future. Maybe the future is the past. Maybe I should go see a movie. That I'm sure there were a lot of people who had that that thought process. Hmm. Yeah. Now this is very curious, and I want to mm-hmm. talk about the number five movie. Sure. Fatal. Hmm. Made six hundred and fifty six thousand dollars, down only six point four percent. This is a film that is in. 1222 theaters it has made 3.9 so almost 4 million dollars mhm a lionsgate film starring hillary dwank mhm this is a film that is now available for pvod as well 1999 rental because i think lionsgate you know they have they they probably have a window agreement as well smart mm-hmm. but this is a movie that has consistently beat the number six movie, Promising Young Woman, yeah. which is at 566,000, down 17.7%, 2.7 million, right? So Fatal is almost lapping this movie. And it's interesting to me because Fatal has no buzz. We didn't even know it was coming out. Mm-hmm. And Everybody's touting Promising Young Woman as this film that everybody's buzzing about and interested in, but it's not translating to feet to the seats. Yeah, and you can't blame the VOD thing, you know, because you can't fully say people were, I would go see it in the theater, Promising Young Woman, but I'm going to wait for VOD because Fatal is on VOD. Is on PVOD right now. So if anything, PVOD, you would think, would have started really uh, uh, knocking some serious dollars off of Fatal's box office. Mm -hmm. So so Promising Young Woman just on that should have the advantage. And I think it it is that Fatal looks more fun and enticing than Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. Which I am going. To, I'm really curious. I God, I hope we get those streaming numbers because Promising Young Woman has so much, you know, online buzz. Has a lot of film Twitter buzz. Has a lot of like prospective awards buzz. But does anyone want to see it? Here's here's what I say, Pat. Tweets aren't seats. They're not seats. Because when you tweet, that doesn't mean that you're buying a ticket to sit in a seat. Nope. Grams are not gams. You know, just because we see a lot of Instagram activity does not mean that those legs are going to be headed to a movie theater. Yeah, exactly. So that so that's very interesting. We're going to keep we're going to keep track of this because I I. Is this is this the um, you know how there was the what is that McConnaissance? Mm-hmm. Is this the Dwayne Connaissance? 
Like, are we going to see Hillary Dwank now as uh, a generational, you know, these kids who grew up Mm -hmm. on her, the fourth Karate Kid movie she's in, on Million Dollar Baby, on, like, you know, is she somebody that these kids are now... Yes, yes. Is is that is that going to be yeah, her snubbing her her husband is that a a shot against the patriarchy? Right, right. Is there yeah, a lot of I freedom mean, those, writer fans? Mhm. Yeah, I mean those snubbing of Chad Lowe Oscar speeches are iconic. Yeah. And and those might have been enough where people said, "Oh, the actress who snubbed her husband Chad Lowe in her Oscar speeches has a new sexy thriller out. That is an that's enticing to me. I might go see that in the theater. Yeah. You know, in, in a way that I don't know if Promising Young Woman, it has, like you said, a lot of online buzz, but tweets don't equal seats. And I don't know if there's anything behind that movie that is as iconic as Hillary Dwank snubbing Chad Lowe at the Oscars. Yeah, because in Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. we have a character who is, and I, all I know is from the synopsis of this movie, mm-hmm. but it is a woman who is fed up with quote-unquote nice guys, mm-hmm. and she's fighting back. Mm-hmm. But that's all fiction. Here is a when we're looking at someone like Hillary Dwank, here's somebody who did it in real life. Yes. She took down a nice guy, Chad Lowe. Yep. yep. And listen, I don't know anything about Chad Lowe, really, what he's done, if he's done anything. But maybe she does. Mm-hmm. And maybe it very much like Tim- Timoth- Timothy Chalamet's legendary hoodie, she said it without saying it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Hillary Dwank's Oscar snub, that spoke volumes. Yeah. And people remember that. And yeah, there is that sort of, like, we don't want to just toss out something like girl power, but there is that, you know, Hillary Dwank just, she has that reputation. And it's, yeah, it's added up to dollars because Fatal is a much less buzzier movie, but it has been spanking promising young woman at the box office. It's, it's made, uh, over 1.2 million more to date than promising young woman. Yeah. Cause yeah, it keeps beating promising young woman off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and that says so something that's important. It says something. Yeah. All right, and, so we'll be following that. Is there anything else in this top 10 of note? Well, really quick, really quick. We're ripping through mm-hmm. this. So uh, number eight, I want to look at number eight, The War with Grandpa, still in theaters. $1,405 mm-hmm. plus 15.7%. So it's, wow. And it's adding theaters, added 80 theaters. The important wow. thing is it's at $19 million. Does this get to 20? Pat, God. does this, can this eke out and stay would, in theaters? So it would have to, at the rate that it's making money, I mean, this is a movie that would have to stay in theaters almost another like three months to get that next million dollars. But what else is in 
the theaters because looking at our right. number nine film is Come Play. Come Play makes uh, uh, is staying yeah. in the top ten, and this is a movie that's almost going to make ten million dollars. So well, there, there's War with thin Grandpa soup at the box out office. Be- War with Grandpa came out before Come Play. Yeah, War with Grandpa's in its fourteenth week. Oh my god. This movie's going to outlast Tenet. It's going to be in the theaters more weekends than Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might. It might. It might hit that 20 mil. And, I mean, uh, we may have to devote an entire episode to just clapping for War with Grandpa when it crosses that 20 mil. If it crosses 20 million, because... Like, we're going to talk about, we're going to get to it, teasing, some big movies are going to move again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do we want to get into it? Do we want to move off of this weekend's top 10 and get to the big stories of the week? Let's do that. Let's do that because we need to talk about movies that are maybe going to move. Mm-hmm. Then we got to talk about Warner Brothers and their further shenanigans. Yep. So packed, packed show. So it's a good thing we ripped through this top five. Yeah, ripped through it. So let's move on to the first of our two big stories. I mean, let's just get into the. There might be more more movies that are moving. So I am bringing up a article from today from Variety. The headline is Hollywood prepares to delay another slew of blockbusters. And the basics are there is a lot of chatter in the hallways of these studios that the movies that are scheduled to come out, you know, March, April, May, those big movies might be moving soon. Um, And some of the ones that are being talked about. So, there's a this isn't a huge movie, but it's probably the first movie that's got to shit or get off the pot. There's a Sony Cinderella adaptation that is scheduled to come out on February 5th. You know, there's some some big stars involved in it. John Mulaney's in it. James Corden, uh, some big names. There is uh, Camilla Cabello is playing Cinderella, Billy Porter's in it, Dina Menzel, James Corden, John Mulaney, Pierce Brosnan. So there, there's some stars. You know, it's not a Disney Cinderella, but it's a big Cinderella adaptation. So that is supposed to come out February 5th. And, you know, Variety is theorizing, which I think makes a lot of sense. If this movie was really coming out February 5th, we would have gotten an advertising blitz already, and that has not happened. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that's the first big one. The next couple of like what you would say are actual big movies are there's uh, 20th Century's The Kingsman, which is a prequel to the Kingsman movies. Something March- everybody was asking for. Ugh. And then that's March 12th, March 19th. There's the Jared Leto Sony Spider-Verse movie Morbius. That, I believe, has already moved, hasn't it? No, I mean, I could Google in real time, but it hasn't moved as of this morning when this Sony article was written. But let me Google right now. Yes, 
You are correct, sir. Yes. Uh, deadline has moved Morbius to the fall. So the dominoes are starting to fall already. Sony's Morbius starring Jared Leto uh, will now debut on October 8th. So next October. So this is where, so we are definitely not Broadway Mm -hmm. bros. No, no. But there's some news that Fauci was saying that fall is when Broadway is going to reopen. Mm-hmm. And I think theaters will, movie theaters will probably open sooner than that, but not that much sooner. Well, movie theaters are open. But I mean, movie theaters, it's more a question of will people go or will the big chains reopen? In yeah, that's way. what I mean. Yeah. Widely opened. I mean, right. theaters are open, but they're not open, open. Okay. It's right, not right, open, right. open. Right. You know, there's open and then there's open, open. There's a difference there. Mm-hmm. And I that's see that true. difference. And so that is going to be when I think people are going to feel more comfortable going. So we're talking next fall. We're talking fall 2021, mm-hmm. which is not next fall. It is fall because we're in 2021. But anyway, mm-hmm. give me, cut me some slack. It's January. I have a poster that has Garfield on there, and he says, cut me some slack. It's January. Never been more true, Garfield. Yeah, so... That, I think, is we're looking at these movies getting pushed into that. So I think, and we talked about that that last uh, in our last episode, that that is really probably when theaters are going to get into full force being able to release big movies and things like that. So the, it's going to be a long winter. It's going to be a long spring, and it's going to be a long summer. Yeah. I mean, they're... I mean, they're going to have to be able to make a ton of money this summer or else their bacon's really cooked. Like, I just don't see the movie business being able to weather a second straight non-existent summer. But, but I think movies are getting moved to them. They're getting moved. Well, let, let's focus. I think let's focus today just on the spring. You know, basically through May, because that's what Variety's article is looking at. So, all right, Morbius has moved already. You know, then the next big batch of movies really is um, in May. You've got Black Widow on May 7th, Godzilla versus King Kong May 21st. But that's Warner Brothers, and that's debuting day and date on HBO Max. So that won't go anywhere because theater doesn't matter for that movie. Uh You've got the Ryan Reynolds comedy action movie Free Guy on May 21st. Uh, there's a Mark Wahlberg action movie Infinite May 28th. I mean, that to me feels like that should just go to Netflix anyway. Uh, you've got the Disney Cruella with Emma Stone, which everyone thought a while ago was just going to go straight to Disney+. Plus. That's still scheduled theatrical May 28th. I mean, the big, big one is F9... May 28th, the new Fast and Furious movie. We always thought we, a few months ago, we thought that date was a slam doink. You know, we'd all be vaxxed up by then. Be good to go. Obviously the vaccination stuff is going way slower uh, than anyone would have hoped. So it, it really seems like these, well, and then just two more big ones before that. I mean, actually, the the one that is the most in trouble is, of course, No Time to Die, the James Bond movie, 
which is supposed to come out in early April, and A Quiet Place 2, which is April 23rd. I mean, those, now that we look at it, let's talk those two movies. What is going to happen with this James Bond movie? James Bond will move. He will flee again. James Bond always runs. He will run again. Wow. So, is there... Is there a chance, you know, because Bond is being distributed James by Bond. MGM, James Bond, No Time to Die, is an MGM movie. MGM is barely a studio. It basically exists to put out Bond movies. Cash-wise, you know, they don't got a streamer. They don't got merch You know, they don't have a corporate overlord the way like Warner Brothers does that are just making bombs and selling telecom lines. MGM has to at some point make some money off of James Bond. Do we think they move it theatrically or do we think they finally sell this movie off to Amazon or Netflix? Well, like we were talking about last week. Listen to last week's episode too because there's so many great... We all, the four of us, all did such a good job of, of um, I was going to say procrastinating, but prognosticating. They're two mm-hmm. different things. Right. And the thought is someone's going to just buy MGM Hall. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it could be Disney. It could be Netflix. I mean, mm-hmm. you buy MGM, you get all of Bond. Right. And if Netflix buys Bond and then they release that movie on their platform exclusively and then mm-hmm. they have all the other bond movies that's mm-hmm. huge i think yep. something like that happens i think a streaming service or a company with a streaming service buys mgm wholesale and then releases this as a streamer yeah it makes so much sense because yeah april 2nd is the current release date for no time to die i mean there's no time there's no date. way that that movie there's makes no, that release date no way no way you might as well say it's it's set to open on April Lember fiftieth. You know, it's it's a it's a made up date. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, date it for leap year. D- date yeah. it for uh, leap day, twenty twenty one. So, it basically a deal like that. How quickly could that come together? Very quickly. But, but, I think, yeah, I don't think MGM could just push it out until the summer. I mean, they they got to be hard up for cash. They, they promoted be. the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they spent all their ad dollars on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing that we've read is that there's a lot of marketing and licensing deals that come with any Bond movie. You know, Bond's using a Rolex. He's wearing a Rolex watch. He's driving a, I don't know, was he drive a Ferrari? I don't know what he he drives his his luxury car. He uses uh, uh, Brillo speed pads, stick. speed stick, cleans his sink with Brillo pads, wipes mm-hmm. his ass with uh, Scott tissues. I think they got a, a licensing deal in there. So you got all these licensors who are paying the studio a ton of money to get their products in this movie. I don't know what the situation with those deals is. If this movie goes straight to Netflix instead of being on the big screen, you know, I'm sure that's a big problem. 
you know, Scott Tissue is going to want Bond to wipe his ass on as big of a, uh, a screen as possible with their product. He's not, they're not going to want him to just wipe his ass on your small home screen on Netflix. Well, but here's what you do is then you're Amazon and you buy mm-hmm. MGM mm-hmm. and then you have links in the movie right. to add to your cart when right. he wipes his ass. Right, right. And then That's right true. there, it sets up an order. By the time you're done with this movie, mm-hmm. you've got a box full of speed stick. You've got a, uh, you know, you got a watch. You got a toilet paper, right. uh, all in a box outside your door. Right. Yeah, that might be the way to go. So Amazon might be the most sensible landing place to buy MGM, to buy Bond, because they could just merchandise the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, there's no way these March-April movies are coming out. You know, A Quiet Place 2, uh, the Variety article is basically saying that's a Paramount movie, and they really feel like Paramount is not going to sell this movie. No, you know, this is a crown assume... jewel movie. This movie is going to do great in theaters. They should hold on to this because I do think that this is not losing value. It's losing right. value in the sense that they're every day that goes by, they're losing money. But I do think this could make a lot of money once people are excited to go to the theater. Right. And it's a, it, listen, it's a great uh, Halloween movie. Yes. You know, so A Quiet Place doesn't need the summer. If anything, it's a it's a bit of an odd fit as a summer movie anyway. So I think you take Quiet Place 2 off the schedule and you throw it in there around Halloween and it'll do great. Yeah, and I would say it will actually benefit from having more space between the original and the second one. Mm-hmm. I think, because I think there's going to be a cycle of, oh, I remember that first one was so great and they're going to get another taste when it seemed like it happened too quickly after the first one and makes it seem like it's kind of a cash in. Mm-hmm. I feel like the space is going to behoove it. Yeah. No, I th- I think that one you can move. I mean, 20th century is the King's man. March 12th, obviously is going to move, you know, that's one that maybe at some point you just premiere it on Hulu. You know, Disney owns that movie. They own Hulu. Um, it doesn't, you know, because that movie, I don't think it's going to do well. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going it, to, it's a weird thing to have a prequel to those movies without any of this, the stars in it. So I think well, that was always going to be a bomb, but. Isn't Colin Firth in it? No. No, someone's playing a young Colin Firth. Like that's oh, the whole you, draw. And you don't even have Rocket Man in it? I don't think Rocket Man's in it. I think it's. Eddie it's the a, Eagle's not in it? No. I think it's a, a full-on prequel cast. I mean, to me, That's... that movie that movie always felt like junk, but they don't seem to want to burn it off. So it, it, I guess it'll come out in theaters at some point, but that one also could end up just as a, a finally they dump it on Hulu. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about it this episode, though we could save it for... A little later. I mean, Black Widow and F9 are the big ones. You know, those are both May movies. 
I say we give it a little more time and maybe revisit this topic on a future episode. Yeah, let's do that. But I do think, you know, and you, you've been against this. You don't think it's going to happen. I think Black Widow goes to Disney Plus as a uh, premium, as a premium, like Mulan-esque PVOD specifically for Disney Plus subscribers. I think that happens. I still don't think that happens. I do think that Marvel is such an important brand name that there's they're not going to want to take what was supposed to be a giant Marvel movie and put it on PVOD. But, but Pat, I, I do I look do at all I, the TV what, what, shows that they're rolling out with all the gonna, actors from those movies. If, That's where that you, lives now. That if stuff you, if lives. If you let me finish, can I finish? Can I finish? If you let me finish, what I was going to say is I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't rule it out anymore, especially since there is that Disney Plus PVOD option where you still have to pay 40 bucks, you know, to see it as a rental. I think it was you know, 30. I or 30 bucks. Maybe they make it 40 bucks cuz it's a, a big Marvel movie. But I think that there's I still have it at n- no way they're going to just drop it on Disney Plus. I don't you, think they'll do that. You I don't had think it at 0%. Do... Yes. I'm what keeping it. What are you now zero. at? I'm still 0% for it still being full on a free movie that just drops on Disney Plus. Well, I don't think it'll do that. No. I think there is a higher than 0% chance that they still keep the May 9th date and just open a day and date on theaters and PBOD Disney Plus. Give me the number. Give me a percentage. Give me a percentage number. 10%. 10%. That's high for you. Yeah, that's very high for me. That's like saying 50% for a normal person. Pretty much. So you should have just said 50% for a normal person. No, but I got to go by my percent scale. That's Own your percent. Yeah. Hashtag my um, percent. So I, I think there's a chance of that. I mean, again, let's tease it. We'll talk about F9 on a future episode. I don't think F9 is going that route, but I think we will be talking in the coming weeks about whether F9 moves or stays. Yeah. So should we move on then to the final big story of the week? God, what Warner a packed Bros. episode this has been. Up to their old tricks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Warner Brothers is in the midst of making a deal with Legendary, mm-hmm. the company behind Godzilla versus Kong. And they're doing a little bit of a payout so that this movie can go to theaters and HBO Max day and date like they said it would before they asked anybody if that was cool. Mm -hmm. And there's an article in Deadline talking about all the settlements that HBO, well, Warner Bros., is going to have to make or is currently making for all these projects that they are dumping on HBO Max. So... You have the fact that the Wonder Woman director, Patty Jenkins, the main cast, getting good payouts, getting money as if it broke even, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a lot of money. And also, it ain't going to break even. Not even close. Not Not even even close. close. But I mean, good for them. 
getting their money, getting that paper, as the kids say. When you look at somebody like Kristen Wiig, mm-hmm. who, speaking of which, just to tie up a little bit of loose ends, Barbara, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, was supposed to come out in February. Obviously, that's not going to happen. It's going to PVOD. Good mm-hmm. for her. That, I think that movie will do very well on PVOD. But I, I also so. want... I also want to applaud her for making some bank yep. because Wonder Woman 1984 probably just made her a very rich woman. Yep. Because she's getting paid at all of her bonuses as if that movie was successful. Yes. And the same thing is going to happen with Dune and that cast. So we're looking at Timothy Chalamet is going to be rolling in legendary hoodies. He's going to be rolling in diamond-studded legendary hoodies. Yeah, I mean, it is... I mean, with Timothy Chalamet and that legendary hoodie, and we said it that day. We This isn't something we're just saying now. We got on the air with an emergency episode the day after he went on Live national television wore the legendary hoodie in protest of Warner Brothers moving all of their theatrical movies to HBO Max. We got in the air the next morning and we talked about how impactful that legendary hoodie would be. And even in our wildest imaginations on that emergency episode, I don't think we could have predicted how impactful that would be and so quickly because he didn't just wear that legendary hoodie for himself and for the profit participants on his film Dune. He, what he did also helped Godzilla and helped Kong because that was another legendary HBO movie Mm -hmm. that is going to get all of its profit participants paid as if the movie was a success. And Timothy Chalamet is not even in that movie. No. You know, he has nothing to do with Kong. He has nothing to do with Godzilla. He has nothing to do with, you know, Mothra and all these other monsters in that movie who are going to get paid as if Godzilla versus Kong was a huge hit. And, 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 And his hoodie got them all paid. Godzilla, a failing star. Mm-hmm. A, you know, a, a star that is sitting by the pool... And thinking, why doesn't anybody love me? Where did my career go? Right. Thinking of right. drowning himself. I mean, listen. Godzilla is Orson Welles selling frozen peas. Yes. And now he's rich, biatch. Yep. And that's yep. because of Timothy Chalamet. And the thing about the Godzilla versus Kong situation is that they're nailing... Legendary is nailing HBO Max and Warner Bros over the fact that they nixed. Now, this mm-hmm. is all rumor, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Nixed a sale to Netflix for this film for $225 million so that they could then use this for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Adam Wingard, who is the director of this movie, and Legendary thought, okay, we can sell this to Netflix. That'll be huge. And then Warner Brothers said, hey, 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 we all wait. We're going to give you a big rollout. Just come, slow your roll. Don't worry right. about it. You're going to be in theaters. Don't go to Netflix. 
Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, well, yeah, well, now we're just going to throw you on HBO Max. And listen, that ain't cool. And Warner Bros. has done some really uncool stuff. And yep. they're going to pay for it. They're going to yeah. pay for it. Yeah. And they're not going to pay figuratively. They're not going to pay for it in, 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 in you know, jail time or or, or with violence uh, against them. They're going to pay for it the old-fashioned way with dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. They Filthy are going to pay. And this is, this feels like this moving of all their movies to HBO Max feels like it's already a disaster because if you just add up what all of these payouts are going to be on all these movies that will not make them any profits, it is as if Warner Brothers has decided to uh, uh, do an entire year of their movie slate as as a charitable effort. You know, they've decided, let's make a bunch of movies, pay for all of them, not make a profit on them, and give everyone their money. Which is great. I mean, I'd love to see everyone get paid. But the fact that they have basically punted on making any theatrical money on these and are still going to have to pay out the bonuses as if these were all huge hits, this is a disaster. This move is... We could declare it now. This has been a disaster, even though it really hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to lose. I mean, they're losing consumer confidence and maybe not right now because people aren't watching these suits the way we are. And that's why you need to listen to B.O. Boys, because you're going to know when to feel like uh, you when to lose confidence in a company. We will tell you. We follow the suits. It is now time to lose confidence in Warner Bros. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Will Smith has his film about King Richard, which is based on the Serena, uh, Venus and Serena's father, mm-hmm. that movie, which already was embroiled in a lawsuit previous to this yep. earlier in the year. And do you think how many, how, what Warner Brothers executives are cowering in the corner, not answering Will Smith's calls because they know Will is like, I'm going to own that studio. Yep. Yep. Because he's looking at it, he's like, if Godzilla's getting paid, and he's like, if Timothy Chalamet's getting paid, and I'm sure Will Smith is saying, no disrespect to Timothy Chalamet, here he's a great up-and-coming actor, but Timothy Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet is not Big Willie. So if Chalamet's getting paid, Kong's getting paid, Godzilla's getting paid, you goddamn know that Will Smith is getting paid. He's getting paid his bonus. He's going to get paid out as if King Richard was a huge hit. And listen, let's be honest. Will Smith is a huge star. He's back. Bad Boys for Life, biggest movie of 2020. I don't know if a biopic about the the Williams sister's dad was going to do Baffa Bobo, but Will Smith's going to get paid like it did. Well, speaking of which, Denzel Washington has a movie with Warner Brothers that's coming out, mm-hmm. supposed to come out in 2021. And I'm telling you, Denzel January, Washington. January 29th, his movie. It, comes out in a couple of weeks. Here's the thing with that. You think he says to them, King Kong's getting paid? Mm-hmm. 
King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Yep. Motherfucker, pay me. Yep. He's got to say it. He's got to say it. He's got to say There's no... How how has he not already said it? Denzel has to call up Warner Media CEO Jason Kyler, and he's got to say King Kong ain't got shit on me. He's yeah. got to. Yes. He's got to say it. This movie is supposed to come out in January. That's nuts. So this movie is then going to drop on HBO Max then? Is that what we're supposed to believe? The the uh, Little, Little things. things, the Denzel movie? Yeah, right now that that is the next... Warner Brothers HBO Max movie, January 29th. That is going to be day and date theaters and HBO Max. That's the schedule. Listen, you know Will Smith is getting, I'm sorry, you know Will Smith and you know Denzel for this movie. Denzel is getting all of his money. He's getting his bonuses. It's, It's definitely happening. I mean, Warner Brothers, Warner Media is a mess. Jason Kyler, CEO of Warner Media, is going to end up going down as one of the all-time buffoons. Yeah. Oh, J- oh K- Kyler is done. I mean, yeah, this guy, this guy's God, what would you, with everything he probably has, which is a nice house, a lot of money, probably a lot of sports cars, great hair plugs, possibly. I've never looked at the guy, but I'd assume with the kind of money you got to get plugs. You just got to. Would you trade places with this guy right now? I would. You would? You would? I would because of the plugs. Okay. And he gets a golden parachute, probably. Yeah. You know what? I would trade places with... I would kill you to trade places with him. You would kill me so you could trade places with him. Yeah, you have yes. to. Yeah, because you, yeah. you called dibs and then, but I can kill you even after you called dibs. That's how it works. Yeah, no, you have to. That said, we would kill one another to trade places with him because of his golden parachute and his hair plugs. That said, Jason Kyler is a buffoon. True. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to be talking a lot about this Warner Brothers. Uh, lawsuit situation throughout the year, but you know, loser, I think loser, losers of uh, 2020, the Warner Bros, and uh, two years in a row, losers. Maybe <sighs> they're making it. They're making their case early. It's very hard. It's very hard for us to already call the 2021 loser studio mm-hmm. as Warner Bros, but there ain't a lot of competition right now. <sighs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. You know, listen, if 2020 showed you anything, anything could happen. There's always surprise around the corner, but I don't know. It would it would take a pandemic level surprise at this point for another studio to be dumber than Warner Brothers. Wow. Well, Pat, I think we did it. Oh, we did it. We did more than enough. So tell tell people where they can contact us. Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you think there is any other studio that may challenge Warner Brothers for loser of 2021. Maybe we're not thinking of one. Maybe there's something out there that we haven't considered. So email us, theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Well, Paramount did start the year with fake 
sonic numbers. So they did. that could that could be something, but it's not enough, and that could have been box office mojo's fault. It could have been. It could have been. Um, and also, it's like a nice little thing get Sonic back in the news. You know, it's I, I don't think that's a it, that comes nowhere near anything Warner Brothers is doing. So Patreon, of course, we're continuing to not take any money at our Patreon or any new patrons because it's still rough. I mean, six hundred dollars ain't a lot. Uh, so you know, people need whatever cashish they have. Mm-hmm. But Pat, why don't you take it away here with uh, the whole Jake Vogelnest thing? Well, so last week's show, we had Jeff and Carrie on from Exhibitor uh, uh, Relations Co. Amazing show. It was jam-packed to the gills. So I did not get a chance last week to talk about the Jake Vogelnest Patreon. We just had too much news, too many predictions. We just couldn't do it. And I need to apologize for that this week because, you know, like we said, last week was a Bafa Bobo uh, viewership, listenership number for the, the episode for the show. And I was not able to get all those, get the message out to all of those listeners, all those new listeners that the Jake Fogelness Patreon is just such a cool place where so much interesting, cool stuff is going on in a safe, safe way. And and I apologize for not getting that message out last week. You know, I, I, I've made it, you know, not the purpose, but one of my purposes in life is to let people know about the Jake Fogelness Patreon. And I failed at that last week. I did. You know, I, I didn't say the name. I didn't uh, uh, tell people about the fact that there are full episodes of Squirt TV available. That there are Squirt TV clips. There are anecdotes about Squirt TV that... If you sign up for the different membership levels on this Patreon, which is something else I love about the Jake Fogelman's Patreon that I don't talk about enough, is that there are membership levels. You know, that it is... You you create your own experience at the Jake Fogelman's Patreon. And I didn't, I didn't talk about that last week. And I failed. I failed the listeners. I failed the, the people out there who are looking for a fun, safe, place to go in these weird, difficult times. I failed those people last week by not talking about the Jake Fogelness Patreon. And I woke up today and the only thing I thought about, even as I was talking about other things, even as I was doing the first hour of this show, the only thing I was really thinking about was I can't fail again. I can't fail this week. I have to let people know that the Jake Fogelness Patreon exists, that it thrives, and that it is there waiting for you. It is a safe place for you to join me, and it is there, and I will not fail again on this show 
by 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 letting an episode go by without letting people know about this place, the Jake Folgenes Patreon. Are you done? For this week, yes. All right. Well, I guess there's nothing left to say. But until next time, we'll we'll smell you at the the box office. office. Nailed Nailed it. Nailed it.